Do you have any information regarding the President of the United States accepting any bribes? No. Do you have any information regarding any criminal activity that the President of the United States has been involved with at all? No. Thank you. Thank you for answering that directly. The American people know this is nonsense. The American people know this is unfair. Well, I really am thankful tonight here on Keep It Real with Alexander Garrett uh, for my version of impeachment coverage. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. I'm really thankful for people like Utah Congressman Chris Stewart, who went in this hearing and got to the facts. And once again, Democrats seem to have not been able to provide someone with legitimate information. Now, was it dumb for President Trump to tweet out during the testimony? Was it was it a golden opportunity for the Democrats? Of course it was. Of course it was. Did Adam Schiff probably coach her to say he was, she was intimidated, this ambassador Yevanovich? I have to believe so. He's been coaching witnesses even as the testimonies are going on, which in and of itself is absurd. But I want to play that audio because I also want to congratulate, here on Keeping It Real with Alexander Garrett, CBS News for breaking ranks with their fellow Mainstream media people. They, as far as I can see, were the only ones that tweeted out that conversation between, and that exchange between Stewart and Yovanovitch. By the way, I'm not dedicating these few minutes tonight with you just on this, but it's still what's on everybody's mind, right? It's still what's everybody's mi- on everybody's mind. Because it was on our televisions again today. And what did we get accomplished? More non-information. More seemingly not having a, a clue as to actually what went on on the call. And then Elise Stefanik stepped in and she had most likely the best part of this whole day. Take a listen to the rep from New York State, Elise Stefanik. From your testimony, Ambassador, is, quote, the way the question was phrased in this model Q&A was, what can you tell us about Hunter Biden's, you know, being named to the board of Burisma? So for the millions of Americans watching, President Obama's own State Department was so concerned about potential conflicts of interest from Hunter Biden's role at Burisma that they raised it themselves while prepping this wonderful ambassador nominee before her confirmation. And yet our Democratic colleagues and the chairman of this committee cry foul when we dare ask that same question that the Obama State Department was so concerned about. But we will continue asking it. And lastly, in my 20 seconds left, I just want to get it on record. In terms of defensive lethal aid, which you were an advocate for, that was not provided by President Obama. It was provided by President Trump. That's correct. I yield back five seconds. So Elise Stefanik of New York, and let me get you the correct district here, Elise Stefanik of New York well, of New York 21 youngest woman ever elected to Congress at the time in 2014 now 35 
is absolutely killing it today at the House, was absolutely killing it during the hearing. And let me tell you, did not look bode, did not bode well. Now, I get there's an argument about blocked, you know, blocked witnesses, but I also researched that. And you know what my research came up with? At least in Mick Mulvaney's case. Here's what I, I had researched with Mick Mulvaney. Because he's a guy that said, oh, yeah, we actually did withhold aid. Then he took that back. It was just bizarre. But the Justice Department legal opinion stated that Mulvaney is immune from having to testify to Congress because preparing for such examinations at the OMB would force them to divert time and attention from duties to the president at the whim of congressional committees. So, that is with any president, I have to believe, that opinion stands still. So, Mulvaney was not required to be at the hearings this week. The Democrats did have to provide witnesses that might have actually heard something. There's a closed-door deposition now about someone who overheard Trump call asking about investigations. We'll see what comes about about that. But <clears throat> maybe you disagree with me that there was nothing substantive happening at the hearings this week. Do you disagree with me? Do you agree with me? Alex.Garrett21 at Yahoo.com. Alex.Garrett21 at Yahoo.com. There was nothing substantive at the hearings this week. Agree or disagree? You can also tweet me at AlexG in NYC. That's AlexG in NYC. Speaking of NYC, the other reason why I was so amped up to talk about, talk to you, talk on the podcast tonight. By the way, stay tuned for Marty Brownstein. He'll be my Saturday sit down this week uh, to talk about his New York journeys and his uh, experiences talking about the righteous among the few. And uh, you, have to, you have to read it. You have to listen to this podcast upcoming tomorrow morning. It's Saturday, Saturday morning. But uh, with Marty Brownstein, who we've had on before. But finally, verdicts are coming down in favor of the New York people. New York City people, because a landlord thought she could get away with siphoning gas from a sushi bar and then also from a meter at an apartment on Second Avenue, 119, back in 2013. Well, guess what? That all led to a gas explosion in March 2015, leveling an East Village block because Maria Hernenko, a landlord who, after losing her husband, tried to expand the real estate they owned down there on 2nd Avenue. Well, she was found guilty. And of causing, of being responsible for this blast. And the process started in 2013 when she started siphoning gas after Con Edison hadn't approved a gas line. Now, everybody was on Con Edison's case. Oh, no. Here we go again. 
But turns out, prosecutors have now said it's Herninko's fault. The judge now says it's Herninko's fault. And she's now facing up to 15 years in prison along with a general contractor and an unlicensed plumber all found guilty of manslaughter. And of course we know there are bad eggs and landlords in the city. So maybe this ruling puts on notice the bad ones. Maybe they won't be getting met tickets if they, since they reach their court appearance. Maybe uh, it will just be a lesson. And maybe in the process, the idea of making money off of real estate and making deals for land. Maybe that lessons could be taught at the higher level for Mayor de Blasio. Now, it was great to see Mayor Bill de Blasio at, Mayor, at Veterans Day. It was very interesting. I reminded him, hey, what's it like that POTUS was here? He actually said it was great that he was at the Veterans Day parade for the 100th anniversary. But at the same time, he's had some shady dealings. And maybe this will send a message to everybody, including leadership. You make sure any dealings that harm New Yorkers, you will be held accountable. And that's what I'm excited about tonight. That finally accountability is taking place here. Where I feel like at times there haven't been for landlords. Now, is it right to tax vacant storefronts? No, because those are landlords that just couldn't make it under the taxes. But it wasn't right that those who violate code were getting away with literal murder, as in the case of the 2015 gas explosion. And four years later, we have justice in that case for the family of Anna Lanza, who lost her son in that explosion. Maybe more justice will come down. But thank you to the state Supreme Court for holding these people accountable and maybe not blaming Conrad after a gas attack, a, a gas explosion, after a certain electrical malfunction happens. Maybe we should stop blaming them right away. That's our ge- knee-jerk reaction, isn't it? Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe we should look into how the landlord is dealing with it and those around them. So a great day of justice. Some might say the Roger Stone dealing a guilty plea is... Justice. We'll have to see what happens on Monday morning at the sentence hearing. You know, Roger, it's going to be in colorful. It probably will be a little dramatic. As is everything around Roger Stone. But big news. A landlord was held accountable in New York City today. And that should be a win. That New York residents can be assured that if they do try and pull funny stuff. Maybe the justice system does have New York City residents' backs. In this case, it did. Let's hope that plays out furthermore in favor of the New Yorkers that reside in these apartments here in New York City. I'm Alexander Garrett. Have a great Friday night. Listen to my interview tomorrow with Marty Brownstein, I will talk to you soon. Man, it is fun just popping up the app and recording from my phone. Quick reaction right to you on Keeping Real with Alexander Garrett.
alex.garrett21 at yahoo.com. Have a great night.